R. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. And if you want a little bang in your yin yang, come along. If Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States, together with our allies and partners, will impose significant and unprecedented economic costs. But even though the blockades are lifted uh, across border uh, openings right now, even though uh, things seem to be resolving very well in Ottawa, this state of emergency is not over. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 193. Get it simple, man. That can only mean one thing on this program, and that's all things Bill O'Reilly. All things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, sir, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. You know, uh, that was a good clip you used on TV last night um, with Trump and the NATO head talking about Russian oil. And I guess it was, what, three years ago? That conversation it was, it was 2018, Bill. Yeah. And it was, and I, I've never do this or rarely do it. I ran the full five minutes and Trump just dressed down the head of NATO about one, that yeah. the fact that our allied nations are joined. We're paying the bulk of money to protect them from Russia. And they're making Russia rich again by doing these multi, multi-billion dollar energy deals. Well, it was a good clip. I had not seen that clip before, Hannity. And that's amazing because I see everything. <laughs> and, and I, I do what? Every once in a while I do one thing that impresses O'Reilly. And he's like, you've done good, Hannity. I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm, you've done really good. <laughs> well, nobody else had it either. You're the only one who had it. And it was very instructive because it shows you the difference between uh, Trump and Biden. So one president is reactive, and that's Biden, and then Trump was proactive, a deal maker. And uh, now I'm going to get in a plug. You know, we're streaming the Trump O'Reilly History Tour on BillOReilly.com up until tomorrow midnight, and we talk about Putin a lot and about how Trump handled him. And, you know, there's no accident that this Ukraine intrusion is happening now. That's not... And, uh, and that it happened under Biden and Obama. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he, Putin basically stepped aside for trying to destroy world order when Trump was in office because Trump is so unpredictable. And Putin didn't know what price he would pay, whereas he knew what Biden would do. 
Biden would stair step sanctions, which is, and I'm not saying that's wrong, by the way, because there's another thing here that all the pundits have missed about this whole thing. So that Biden needs the cooperation of Europe. And Europe is very, very difficult. It's, it's like Bush, the elder, and Saddam in the first Gulf War. So you had to get Saddam out of Kuwait. He invaded the Sar nation just like Putin did. Um, but un- and we don't know how bad the Russians are going to behave in Ukraine yet. But Saddam's forces were raping women in there. They were brutalizing. You had to get them out. Well, it took Bush, the elder, seven months to get him out, to get Saddam out of Kuwait, because he had to put together all this coalition of Arab nations and this, that, and the other thing. So I'm not criticizing Biden from stair-stepping the sanctions right now, because I know what he's up against with countries like Germany and Italy. And so we'll see what happens, obviously, going forward. But there is no accident that Putin sat out those four years while Trump was in office. You had an interesting Bill O'Reilly message of the day. The headline is Putin made made a drastic mistake. He had a funny line in there. You said it's time to rethink old Vlad Putin, the guy who hunts tigers topless. and, and, And he also rides horses topless. I mean, I think he thinks he's, you know, Back in the yeah, macho man he, days, I don't know what Jack he is, Lillian. but remember Jack Lane? He thinks. He's, oh yeah, you know, Jack, five, Bill, you're yeah, real. If you're right. talking black and white television, Jack Lane, we got a big problem. But here's here's what I took out of what you were suggesting here, and I might have a slight disagreement. I don't think Putin risked anything. No, he doesn't. I think, tell me. Okay, so if you look at history, all of the people in history throughout up to starting with Genghis Khan, all of the disruptors of world order have met dismal deaths, all of them. And tonight, my talking points memo on BillOReilly.com is going to talk about Hitler. Putin basically took the Hitler playbook, same thing that Hitler did. Hitler rose to power by telling the German people, we got hoes in World War One. everybody's against us, you're all victims, we're going to restore the grandeur but, uh, but, of Germany. Uh, but by saying this, and I'm not trying to interrupt you, I just want clarification, by saying that, are you suggesting that his territorial ambitions is to rebuild the former Soviet Union? I do think his territorial ambitions includes all of Ukraine and the uh, and the Baltic states, and Belarus, I think, is included in that uh, territorial ambition as well. You already got Belarus. So look, if you look at what Hitler did with Austria and with Czechoslovakia and then Poland, which ignited World War II, it's the same thing that Putin's doing. All right, so Putin's telling his people, look, we got hosed. I'm going to restore the grandeur of the Soviet Union like there was grandeur. <laughs> Come on. And uh, we're going to be, um, you know, we're going to make Russia great again. And we're going to do it. Because the West is weak and we're the race that is noble and enlightened. So that's what he's selling. And it's, there's no difference in, in strategy between what old Adolf did and what old Blatt but is the, doing. But let me tell you where Maybe I would see a distinction. If, if Putin limited his territorial ambitions, I don't think it ends the same way. I think it ends with him winning Ukraine. No, no, no. And as you suggest, Belarus, then probably the Baltics. But you're suggesting it goes much further. No, it doesn't even have to. He's now a pariah. He's destroyed all credibility. 
that even after this um, ends, whatever the ending may be, nobody's going to do business with Putin again. All right? All the European countries are going to try to get energy elsewhere. And you know who the big peacemaker is going to be in this? You ready for the big peacemaker, Hannity? You heard it here on the Hannity Radio Show. I'm listening. China. In about a week, you're going to see China say, you know, we ought to work this out. Let's work this out. And we're going to be the peacemakers. We're going to bring everybody together. Way do you see? That's what's going to happen. But even after that. All right, let's part waves right here. Okay. I think what's going to end up happening, we've seen the crackdown in Hong Kong. We've seen the the absolute mistreatment of the Uyghur minority community, forced labor camps. We've watched COVID-19 unleashed on the world. And we've watched the territorial ambitions. It's been unfolding for quite a long period of time now. As China continually talks about reunification in Taiwan and flying fighter jets over Taiwan airspace repeatedly, I think what's going to happen is China will give the wink and nod and okay to Putin for his territorial ambitions, and he's going to expect she will expect reciprocity on Putin's end, and he will get it. Maybe so, but that's down the lane a little bit. Not really. Wants to. China wants to be the world power, wants to replace the United States as the big superpower. So you're going to see China kind of, well, you know, and it's phony. I'm not saying it's genuine. It's just going to be they're going to try to put themselves up as this noble nation that wants everything to calm down. When the truth is that both Putin and Xi want to destroy world order. So I'm reading a column by John Cass. You know Cass, right? I think you've had him on the show. All right. So he writes out of Chicago, and he's a bright guy. He's a smart guy. But he's, he's throwing up in the column, oh, Americans didn't care about this. Why do we care about what's going on in Putin's backyard? This is crazy. And I'm saying to myself, look, it's a different world than it was just 10 years ago. If there's no world order, there's going to be a huge worldwide depression, not a recession, a depression. And that's going to affect every single American. You can't have people run around invading countries without being held to account. You can't do that anymore because we're all tied and, and, in All right, together. so, Bill, let me, let me push it. There's a poll out today. 76% of the American people do not want America anywhere near this, and I count myself among the 76%. You meaning, wouldn't let no, Putin just go in and take no, Ukraine no, no, any, I've. But, but there's, there's a way to defeat Putin, and there's a way to defeat China, and without firing a shot in I'm either case. I'm not saying that we, we fight them with troops. No, but I know you're not, you but, but, but hear me out. I am saying that America, and Joe won't do it, we'll need another president to do this. He must immediately go straight towards America's rich natural resources I of agree. energy. Natural gas, that would be oil, that would be coal. We must immediately become the intermediary and supply our Western European and NATO allies of their energy needs. It's the lifeblood of the world's economy, and we can beat them financially. We've done it once. We could do it again, and that will be the game changer. I agree. Here's the well, problem. We're on the same page there. So yeah, this Green New problem. Deal stuff has to stop yeah. because I don't know whether you noticed or not, but China and Russia signed a big coal deal where Russia is going to uh, send China hundreds of thousands of tons of coal for the brand new coal plants China's building. So what good does it do to destroy the American fossil fuel industry if China and Russia 
are doing all the coal stuff. All right? That's where you start. And, you know, you're right. I mean, Biden, I'm not, a, I'm not, look, politicizing this Putin move is just what Putin wants. You got to understand that. He wants division in America and Europe. He wants it politicized. I don't think that's the right way to go. I don't think Biden has done anything wrong in this regard. Did he do something wrong in Afghanistan? Absolutely. Did that embolden Putin and Xi? Let me tell you why you're wrong. You're dead wrong. Because by him being so beholden to the climate change, uh, new Green Deal socialist cult, and and taking the energy independence he inherited. Let me finish. And America being the net exporter of energy we were, and now he's begging OPEC, and we're importing 230-some-odd million barrels of oil under his watch last year from Russia. He has now put the entire NATO alliance, every Western European nation, and the United States at a decided disadvantage, and that's what's causing the 40-year of inflation, and that's what has made Russia rich again, and that has propelled this this territorial ambition at this particular point in time. He right, has made it happen, Bill. Correct, Hannity. All right, but it's two different issues. So Biden botched you're, everything. You're, getting, you're sounding very Irish now. You're sounding like all my relatives. Oh, this would be a great pub discussion. We'd have everybody <laughs> around us. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Bill O'Reilly, Simple Man, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Then we'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, as we continue. All right, Simple Man Bill O'Reilly is with us. All things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com as we continue our discussion. You're absolutely right that in the first year in office, Biden did so many things wrong that it made it much easier for Putin and Xi to misbehave. Exactly right. But at this point in history, with Biden slapping sanctions on Putin, I don't think we should politicize that. We should I'm not, I'm not but Bill, the, the, there's no, look, even his own, he had one of his ambassadors say, these sanctions don't mean Adam Schiff to us. I and don't believe I, that. They don't, because don't, here's no. the problem. I don't believe that G for a second. Ger Germany and NATO and the U. And, wait, hang on. Joe Biden's energy and economic policies, Bill, have allowed Vladimir to get rich and powerful again, allowed Russia to get rich and powerful again. He caused it. And, and there's no solution for the next three years unless he backtracks and adopts Trump's economic and energy policies, which we both know he won't do. Well, I'm not so sure about that, um, because Biden is now put in a place where he has to take action to supply Europe with energy. And the Stop only right way there. To You're, that, Bill O'Reilly, are you going to make a prediction on I'm this gonna, program today? I'm not making that, a prediction. Hang on. You, are you telling me that Joe Biden will reverse course and start mass producing the energy that would be necessary to push back Putin financially and to help out our allies in NATO and Western Europe? Are you, I, are you predicting I'm not that? I'm going to make the prediction like I made the China prediction. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to say that it is likely he will take some of the regulations off the fossil fuel industry and ramp up production. That's likely. Unless he does it full bore, Bill, Kennedy, it was, it's meaningless. Maybe, but you don't think they made a deal with, with Germany 
Of course they made a deal. Germany came out and said, we're going to stop Nordstrom 2 pipeline. He had to make a deal with them because Putin got on the phone with uh, with the new... Bill, when, when, when I said, see him go against the climate you. alarmist cultists that run his party, I'll, I'll say, I'll tip my hat to you, but I don't see it happening. It's a possibility it will happen if things worsen. They're bad now, Bill. Oh, they're terrible now. And, and you know, when he set the stage last night, he goes, well, you know, it might be a little more pain. We're looking at $5 a gallon here, Hannity. No, Bill, That's six and seven. At. I go six to seven. All right, listen, I actually like arguing with you more than, be, you know, being nice to you. Well, so I'm going gonna, gonna to be mean to you from now on. No more cupcake interviews for you, O'Reilly. That's it. All right, you You're come done. after me, Hannity. I'm ready for you. <laughs> Thanks for having Anyway, me. Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly. Simple man at BillOReilly.com. 800-941-SEAN, our number you want to be a part of the program. Uh, we'll get to your calls coming up next. We'll continue. Less big government. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. Um, I do not see this modern, radical, extreme, climate alarmist cult known as the New Green Deal Democratic Socialist Party uh, doing what would be necessary to ensure that we create stability and world peace and we're less reliant on the whims of a maniacal dictator in this particular case vladimir putin he's a hostile actor it's a hostile regime we see the events unfolding the world collectively yawned in 2014 with crimea and we and everybody still did business with with Vladimir Putin, including Joe Biden's, what, 231 million barrels of oil that he imported his first year as president from Russia. Uh, now we've, we've got a situation where our Western European allies and, of course, our our NATO allies, they have no idea what this guy's got planned. And the problem is, is that we've, we've got ourselves a massive energy problem. It's not a problem for Putin because Putin is just producing it and making more money and getting richer than anybody could ever imagine. Now, what would need to be done is immediately lift every moratorium on drilling and energy production. That's natural gas, oil, coal in this country. And immediately this would be the impact. It'd be very simple. As I've been saying, we would see high paying uh, career jobs created in America, very high paying. We'd be able to, uh, literally become energy independent in a very short period of time. We'd once again become a net exporter of energy. It would reduce inflation dramatically. It's one of the major causes of this 40-year high of inflation we have. Then we'd be able to provide energy to our NATO allies, Western European allies, and they will no longer be pushed into the arms of Russia and Putin. And that means Putin will have less money, less trade, um, and America will be, will, will save the day once again. Now, will his territorial ambitions continue? 
Yeah, for the in the short term, absolutely. But in the long term, he starts running out of money because nobody in terms of the West is going to want to do business with him. That's the way to defeat Putin. Do I want one boot on the ground in Ukraine? No, I see Ukraine as a, frankly, uh, a hostile regime in, in many ways itself and a corrupt regime also. It's not about necessarily Ukraine, but it's about, all right, Belarus. It's about the Baltic states. It's about what other territorial ambitions he may have. But that is the answer, and that is the antidote. The answer and the antidote now, and frankly, NATO, our Western European allies, our worldwide allies, should start considering, uh, in preparation of President Xi's uh, constant reminders that he's he's going to take over Taiwan and his crackdown in Hong Kong and COVID-19 and uh, the Uyghur oppression and, and forced labor camps in China. Maybe we shouldn't have had the Olympics there. Just a thought, as we had been saying, it was the lowest watched Olympics ever. But putting that aside, um, all these hostilities, flying fighter jets over Taiwan airspace, yeah, their economy is not based on oil and gas and energy. Their economy is based on imports, meaning exports on their side, imports from the rest of the world. But you should, we should now be sending the message to China, no, we're going to align together and we're going to stop importing everything from you. And we're not going to, we're not going to build your economy uh, if you continue these hostile actions. Now, if notice in each case, Sean Hannity's not talking about putting a single boot on the ground anywhere. We're not, we can't be the world's police force. We can't do it. We're not sending, we're not going to get in a shooting war with Russia or China. We can't, it's not good for the world, but we do need to take steps that will be impactful. And the most impactful steps that can be taken are financial. We could destroy Putin's, you know, now he's, he's literally drowning in, you know, what do they call that in the Beverly Hillbillies, Texas tea, um, all the oil money that he's getting, record prices now that we're setting. There's a way to do it. Um, but if you listen to Nancy Pelosi, she thinks that Biden's leadership on Ukraine has just been outstanding. It's been amazing. Listen to this delusion. Ukraine made it even more so because now we're talking about sanctions and the rest. We are very proud of our vice president who made, well, our president who, whose um, leadership has been outstanding and the message was delivered to the conference by the vice president. It was well received. It was unifying. It was firm in terms of how we would work together for sanctions should there be an invasion of Ukraine. That Kamala Harris, the comment at the end, when she, uh, Kamala Harris said, absolutely, uh, the threat of sanctions will deter Vladimir from his territorial ambitions. Uh, but then at the same time, she was saying, oh, yeah, no, the, the, the invasion is inevitable. How does that make sense? Uh, it's interesting. Jen Psaki telling our own Peter Ducey, he'll be on Hannity tonight. Uh, I'd hardly say that Putin is intimidating the United States. Listen. The president said before he got here that Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe 
are over. It's two and a half years later. He is intimidating the United States and those in Eastern Europe. What I'd hardly put it that way. I would look at it actually from the prism of the United States and President Biden has rallied the world, uh, rallied Europe uh, to stand up against the efforts and the actions of President Putin. And we, we've laid out very clearly exactly. $4 gas, $5 gas, however high you guys think it's going to go, something like that. It's not intimidating. You asked me if we were intimidated by uh, President Putin, and I think uh, the evidence of that doesn't exist. Joe calling in more. What is Joe Biden going to do? The one answer that is so obvious and so completely transparent, he'll never do. I don't see it happening. Um, Biden then got asked by Peter Ducey later today uh, the question, and he's visibly I mean, he's like shaking and angry and like looks like he has like a toothpick or something in his mouth. He's just mad. Listen. All right. Well, thank you. Yes, and, thank you. Um, now, you got to let me know when I'm supposed to stop here. But uh, um, uh, Sylvia, or Sylvia, there you are, Sylvia. Yes. How, how are you, Sylvia? Did you underestimate Putin? <laughs> yeah, I think that Putin read Joe Biden and read him exactly as just what you heard there. A, a mumbling, bumbling, confused, confounded, cognitive mess of a president. I doubt he knows today's Wednesday. Uh, let's say hi to Don in Iowa. Don, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Thanks for checking in. I said, how am I going to yeah, throw that away for me? Thank yeah, you. throw that away from me. What's I going said, on, I'm Don? I'm drive through I'm in an 18-wheeler. This is a truck stop. He said, well, that's the only way we're serving you. Hey, Don, it's yeah. Sean Hannity. Where are you now? What truck stop? <laughs> well, I'm in a small truck stop in Marshalltown, Iowa. Well, uh, what did you order for lunch? Uh, just a couple of chicken sandwiches, one for now, one for later. You know what? You have a microwave in that rig? Uh, of course, I have a microwave. Yes, and you have a bit, you have a nice TV set so you can watch Hannity at night. I hope. I only watch Hannity on my tablet. I don't carry a TV. Too tempting to to go back to watching sports. I, uh, <laughs> I understand. I, I well, anyway, just drive carefully and enjoy your chicken Jets sandwich. By the way, don't eat it when you're driving. Take the time to no, just no, take no, a few no. minutes, eat, relax. You know, take twenty minutes, maybe take a cat nap, and then get back out on the road. You, you know. <laughs> Yes, I appreciate it. I'm not. Well, much thanks of for what you though. do every day. What's on your mind today? Well, Sean, I called about this whole uh, Ukraine uh, situation because, uh, well, you've been uh, really nailing it as far as uh, um, the Ukraine situation does not exist if we have our own energy and we're not importing and making Putin rich because we are now paying for the invasion of Ukraine. And uh, well, I I mean, we did make him rich. And this is this is why I I took the time yesterday on this program. I played it twice yesterday on radio and I showed the video last night in full five minutes. Trump just pounding right face to face. No notes right in the grill of of the head of NATO on how idiotic it is. Number one, that we're paying more than our fair share uh, for NATO. They're not paying their fair share. And meanwhile, they're making Russia rich again when the whole purpose of NATO is that we're supposed to be aligned to protect them, Western Europe, 
from Putin, and yet they're making Putin rich with all these multi-billion-dollar energy deals. It's insanity. No, you're exactly right. And and Trump and, was uh, right then, and he's right now. Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump both knew that you don't feed the bear. You you keep your money at home. You you don't allow them the pipelines that are going to uh, one day be the stranglehold on Europe because once they get that pipeline flowing to Europe and they shut off all the other supplies, they can do whatever they, they please. And I think that's what uh, Putin's counting on right now. I agree with you. Listen, uh, enjoy your chicken sandwich lunch, and please drive carefully. And to all the truckers out there, God bless you for what you do. Every item we buy and every store we go to, we can uh, appreciate your contribution to this supply chain. It is critical. It's important, and uh, it's a hard job you've got. We really appreciate all you do. Thank you, Sean, and we all appreciate what you do. You have a great day, and thanks uh, to Katie and Linda. I appreciate them. You bet. God bless you. Safe travels. All right, quick. All right, back to our busy phones. James in Houston, Texas. What's up, James? Glad you called, sir. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Uh, my comment kind of goes along with the last guy. I just want to say you're you're right on it. I think that. We kind of need to look back at history and see at some of the blunders Biden has made. For instance, taking people out of Ukraine and closing the embassy is actually kind of opening the door to Putin. Kingdoms and monarchs used to exchange hostages, family members, court members to avoid conflict. So when he takes Americans out of Ukraine, it's basically it's literally taking flesh out of the game. It's literally taking flesh out of the game that could deter Russia from taking action. I I will tell you this, and nobody wants to get this right, and I don't know why, because it's not that complicated. And the Trump tape, I think, reinforced my views that, that, that he was right all along on all of this. This is a problem wholly caused by Joe Biden, just like inflation caused by Joe Biden. Every, listen, I'll argue... Every single problem we've had since he's become president has all been preventable and we can all we can fix every problem. You know, his open borders policies, uh, uh, abandoning stay in Mexico, abandoning building the wall, you know, bringing back process and release. Uh, his his energy policies have been catastrophic to the economy, contributing largely to this 40 year high of inflation. Same with his economic policies. Uh, all of this preventable um if he would have kept the economic energy policies of trump i don't think we would be seeing the high price of oil we're seeing today and i don't think vladimir would be as rich as he is now which then factors in financially you know whether or not he can achieve his territorial ambitions uh it, it not by giving him a waiver to the the Nord Stream 2 pipeline while simultaneously firing Americans working on the Keystone XL pipeline. It, it just is, it, it is, it well, is just a symptom of how bad it is. Sean, it's even further than that. They put a moratorium on importing ammunition from Russia. So while we're, while we're shutting down American oil production, we're ramping up Russian oil production, but we're reducing the amount of ammunition and weaponry available to American citizens. 
It's like from every single direction, they're trying to weaken this country and to put a boot on the neck of Americans. So maybe in some future time when like they try to institute, maybe, I don't know, maybe like a one world government, like what these globalists keep trying to do, that we won't be in power or able to defend ourselves. And I think that the, the Republicans need to get in gear and they need to start talking about this as a reason for impeachment. They need to start writing up articles and say, you know, this is count one for impeachment. He did it in Afghanistan. Like, no, we, we, it, it's, it, it will go nowhere until the next election. Um, not upholding his oath to the Constitution, picking and choosing what laws he wishes to um, enforce and and those he wishes to ignore and then aiding and abetting and law breaking i promise you would have gotten uh donald trump impeached look th- this is why this next election is critical i can't even really fathom i do not see any scenario at all under which he will change gears and go back to the trump policies that worked I don't think it's in him. I don't think his party will let him. And I don't even think he knows today is Wednesday. That's how bad things are in my head, unfortunately. I, I wish I was wrong. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program.